Hey, hey guys, and welcome back to DCNT. It's been so long since I said that. I've been away for so long. I took an unintentional, very, very long break from this podcast and making videos just because crazy life, honestly. But we're in, well, not a new format, but I did want to give you guys a, a few updates. And I mean, I do apologize for being away for so long without explanation. I didn't even think I would be away for so long. <laughs> it just, I had a crazy schedule, moved, got a new job, and I had to kind of change around my schedule to fit in, um, you know, everything, have a balanced lifestyle, you know, that's always the goal. <laughs> um so for this podcast again it's not a new format this is a podcast but for now i think i'm gonna keep dcnt to be audio only so there won't be um my accompanying videos that i usually upload to youtube after this so i'm just recording only audio so because right now it's easier for me to edit and then also with i am gonna try <laughs> i am gonna try to stick to the schedule but for now i'm going to do bi-weekly episodes not weekly i will give you an update if i can go back to weekly but do expect um audio only no like you know company video on youtube and bi-weekly um and again i'll give you an update if that ever changes but for now i think that's for the best for me to also be able to upload actual videos to my youtube channel and keep my uh life as balanced as possible and also be able to manage everything i want to do <laughs> in a week or a month you know so I've been gone a while, so <laughs> there are a few topics I do want to cover and also I have a bit of a, well actually a long Q&A section at the end of this podcast episode because right before my life got super busy and crazy, I, we did reach 50 listeners on Anchor. Also, since this will be audio only, you know, you can find me on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. I'm pretty sure I got this podcast up on pretty much anywhere where you can have a podcast. <laughs> So you can find me there, but we did reach 50 listeners on Anchor. So I asked you guys so long ago to submit questions about who I am and how I got into DC Comics. So at the end of this episode, I would want to go through that Q&A section, but there are like a few topics I want to talk about with all the craziness that's been happening in DC world and DC fandom recently. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's crazy. Okay, so this first thing, I did want to mention, this isn't a whole segment, but the Oscars. So, <laughs> the Oscars, oh, the Oscars. I am still so salty about Dune being nominated for 10 nominations. 10, right? But they didn't um, nominate Demi for Best Director. Like, I am just, I... <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I really feel like they just didn't want to give Dune 11 nominations. It's so odd. But after they announced the Oscar nominations, they, um, well, it wasn't, it was kind of strange because he didn't announce this immediately. So I really feel like that's just something they just put together at last minute. I don't know. But apparently there's this new thing where you can have they have an oscars fan favorite category <laughs> so on twitter and also on their website you can vote for mostly it's like blockbuster type movies because you know it's a fan favorite type movie and you can and then the, that movie will win that award at the oscars and so it's all the films that they never no nominate for best picture because for some reason they're just not good enough i don't know but the strange thing is that, well, not strangely, but of course, in my circle of the land on Twitter, everyone wants to nominate 
a lot first Zack Snyder's Justice League because of course what else we what we nominate but the powers that be Warner Brothers made it so that Zack Snyder's Justice League is not eligible I mean they didn't know that this is happening but because they didn't give um his Justice League uh what's it called theatrical release yeah theatrical release <laughs> I was about to say cinematic release but because it wasn't released in theaters, it can't, um, it doesn't qualify. So of course the Snyder fandom has moved on <laughs> to Army of the Dead. And now we're all campaigning for Army of the Dead to win. And what I find so hilarious and what I did not expect is that it's created this whole war between Snyder fans and um, whatever her name is fans from that Cinderella movie with James Corden. And it was also amazing. I only know that James Corden is in that movie because I saw this really awful clip where he turned into a mouse, but like his body is a mouse, but his head is still his head. And like, it, uh, it's weird, but yeah, no. But it's created this whole war between, you know, the girl who plays Cinderella's fans and Snyder fans, because apparently Cinderella is in the top running. I would never expect that, but I guess that woman has a lot of fans. I, I don't know. I just know she's from Fifth Harmony or something, but she can't actually sing that well. But who knows who will prevail? I do. Th I find this whole situation hilarious because in a way, I feel like they did this for Spider-Man No Way Home because for some reason, people really thought that was going to be nominated for Best Picture. I did not think that. I love that movie, but I never thought that. <laughs> and I really feel like they create this category for that in a way because honestly, why would this not be announced right as Oscar noms are coming out? This is announced a week or two afterwards. So I just find it really funny that Spider-Man No Way Home is, <laughs> I mean, I do think it's in the running kind of, but it's not really in the main conversation. It's all Army of the Dead and Cinderella, which I just find so funny. So another thing, another topic I want to discuss, again, man, so much, so much has happened <laughs> over the past couple months, but I mean, this is mostly recent things, but they're on my mind, so I want to discuss them here. But I want to discuss, I don't know why, my notes are strange. I do have notes now, at least now you don't have to see my face when you watch my videos looking over at my notes all the time. But man, I have to talk about Peacemaker, you guys. I have to do it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really like this show. I feel like I have to listen to my instincts. I'm so sorry to some of you guys. But when it comes to some of these projects, I have to listen to my instincts. It's the same thing with Peacemaker as the same thing with Hawkeye. Like Hawkeye really screwed me over. I don't, oh my God, Hawkeye really screwed me over, man. But and same thing with Peacemaker, because even as much as I enjoyed the Suicide Squad, James Gunn, the Suicide Squad, you know, um, I just had a really bad feeling that I did not want to give James Gunn an entire TV series to do anything with because I knew that's what they would do. I don't know what's going on with Ronda Butters and why they trust James Gunn so much, but well, apparently not that much. I'll get to that later. <laughs> but I just, oh, I did not want to see, oh my God. Okay. I just did not want James Gunn everything all over the place in one television show but I still gave it a chance I still watched it and I was still so correct I just I know there are a lot of people who really love Peacemaker I'm not gonna shit on you guys like if you love it that's fine I just really don't like it and honestly it just has to do a lot with the humor and a lot of people saying like oh it's not just the humor blah blah that's not the main thing I'm like the problem with James Gunn is that he makes it the main thing. He makes the jokes 
undercut everything all the fucking time and it's so fucking annoying like i just don't understand how people can like james gunn and then go and complain about mcu humor and he's like he's bringing that mcu humor over into dc and it's so annoying and also because if the jokes are not funny they're not intelligent they're not clever they're not well thought out they undercut a lot of good character moments there are so many moments where i really did love the characters like vigilante i love oh, john cena is so good honestly as peacemaker but there's so many times when the humor just undercuts everything that's going on and like it's really the main thing that is wrong with the show like it is very like juvenile humor kind of gross raunchy but not really raunchy like it's like you know it's like that kid who's 12 who just learned about sex and it's like just wants to talk about it all the time that's how i feel with james gunn humor that's how i feel so that's why i don't like peacemaker and i did not enjoy the show whatsoever like it really got on my nerves i was just so i was really annoyed with it because um my sister-in-law what well, kind of well not story time but explanation um my sister-in-law was doing my hair so i went over to her apartment and usually we always watch something but for some reason i always end up choosing like a cooking show like master chef or a hell's kitchen you know i love go to ramsey <laughs> so she told me before i came over you know choose a show ahead of time that we can watch or a movie or whatever you know and I'm like, you know what, maybe we can watch Peacemaker together because everyone keeps telling me about it and I want to give the show a chance. And, oh my god, I'm like, we were watching the show and we, oh my, another thing, we always skip the intro. Like, my sister-in-law, when that intro started to play, she said, that intro is just a whole hell no from me. Like, we have to skip it. <laughs> it was just so cringy that I'm like... I remember the first episode, they had a little intro of, uh, you know, John Cena getting out of the hospital and everything, and the intro starts playing, and I I, I was so happy that my sister-in-law couldn't see my face, you know, because she's standing over me doing my hair, but my face is just pure cringe. I'm like, what the fuck is this intro? Like, why would this motivate me to continue? I honestly wanted to stop it there, but I'm like, no, it's the first episode, let me give it a chance. But honestly, that intro is a skip, and it was always a skip. Every episode, we watched five episodes that day, and every episode, we skipped the intro. And like I said, like the, there are really good moments in Peacemaker. I'm not going to deny that, but that's what all they were were good moments. Like the show overall was just okay to me, and then there were just also just things I just didn't like. Again, the humor is such a big thing in the show is like its main identity that because i don't like it i just don't, don't like the show and, oh yeah i think i did mention hawkeye yeah another thing with hawkeye i have to stop listening to you guys some of you guys i don't know <laughs> like because every like i just have to follow my instincts like i have to i love when you guys give me recommendations and everything but i have to follow my instincts because i knew i wouldn't like peacemaker and i knew i wouldn't like hawkeye because i wanted to give hawkeye a chance well, honestly this is a bit of a marvel invasion sorry about this i know it's called dcnt but you know what? i can talk about anything i want <laughs> but yeah with hawkeye i mean i like clinton barton in the comics but the way they handle his characters in mc um in the mcu like they just didn't really do anything with them so that's why i wanted to give the show a chance because they just I want to give the MCU version of this character a chance. You know what I mean? Because they haven't... It's like the same thing with Sam Wilson. Because Sam Wilson, like, I liked him in the movies, but he didn't get, get a lot of time. So, like, 
with MCU Hawkeye, he, and when you really look back in his moments in the movies other than maybe um, Endgame, he does not get a lot of character development at all. It's crazy. So I wanted to give the show a chance, and I did, but oh my god, oh my god, I suffered. I suffered so much. Like, I'm in the intro in the first episode. I just did not enjoy the show overall because um, it was very slow in the first two episodes. The third episode uh, got more interesting, but then I feel like it became more about like Elena and introducing um, you know Kingpin and everything than actually Hawkeye. It's very men, very like, why did we do this? And then if the answer to that question of why did we do this is oh so Kingpin can show up and so Elena can show up not about Hawkeye about Clint Barton then that's not a good enough reason <laughs> that's not a good enough reason but I just wanted to mention Hawkeye because I thought about it in relation to Peacemaker oh man I have to follow my instincts but at the same time I want to give things a chance you know I don't want to talk shit about things and I haven't even watched it but at least I gave it a chance I don't know but going back to Peacemaker, and this is where I want to talk about this. Oh my god, I was so mad because so this is what happened. You already know if you watch Peacemaker, you already know if you have like been on Twitter around the finale time. But at the end of Peacemaker, the Justice League have a cameo, and like you think, oh my gosh, that's so exciting, that's so great. Do we see Superman? Do we see Wonder Woman? Blah 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 blah. No. We see Barry and we see, uh, uh, what's his face, author, <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> see, like this, I'm actually so mad about this. I can't remember names. Oh my gosh. But no. And then for everyone else, we just see their silhouettes. And then they cut out Batman and they cut out Cyborg. And I just think it's so crazy. I have so many problems with this because, first of all, my problem with James Gunn goes back to his fucking humor where he, uh, jokes about you know Aquaman fucking fish and, and Barry joins in the joke and blah blah and like oh he's like oh I don't fuck fish I'm like why are we going back to this is Aquaman I'm so fucking tired of this whole like Aquaman and fish thing like are we the boys and even the boys have st done this better than this like come on like I just don't understand people okay I'm sorry I'm so sorry but I don't understand people who will defend this type of humor and then somehow still dunk on MCU humor like this is like MCU humor but worse like this is supposed to be a serious situation someone is hurt but the Justice League is they're just joking and Superman is just floating in the fucking air not helping people like what is going on <laughs> what is going on what is happening and then I have a problem because Wonder Woman and uh Superman were just in silhouettes I'm so sick of, I don't know I guess Gal Gadot just didn't have the time I don't know but I'm just so sick of the whole like oh we have headless Superman and we have CGI Superman and we have Superman in the fucking shadows but who is our Superman we don't know you don't know we'll never confirm it it'll be 10 years later and we don't know who Superman is crazy and then Batman and Cyborg just aren't there and my problem with Warner Brothers is that it did turn out because um the body double for Batman posted like a picture in the same fitting room that the body double for Wonder Woman posted a picture in so it's confirmed that you know it's a real thing so it's confirmed that there was going to be a Batman and Cyborg but Warner Brothers made the decision to cut them out <sighs> and I'm like how do you give James Gunn the power to do anything and everything he wants and you can't even have silhouetted 
Batman and Cyborg. Like, I just... I, what, it, what is this? I am just so confused. I am so... So many times, like, I swear, like, Warner Brother just continues and continues to disappoint me. Not even really surprise me, but it's just, just so odd how horrible they are. They're just so awful. <laughs> They're so trash. They're garbage. Because why can't you even have them standing there in a silhouette? Like, especially Batman. And you have the audacity to cut out Cyborg. Will Cyborg no longer be included anywhere with Justice League just because of your treatment of Ray Fisher? That you can't even acknowledge his existence, the character's existence? That is crazy to me. Like, that's insane. I, oh my goodness. I just... That entire thing, and this is a, such a short scene in the show too, but the entire thing just rubbed me all the wrong way. All the wrong way. Okay, now, thinking happy thoughts. <laughs> and since I did mention Ray Fisher, this isn't, um, again, DC related, but whatever. Like, again, I just want to talk about this because I was so happy to see that Ray Fisher has been cast in Rebel Moon and also a bunch of casting announcements has been announced for Rebel Moon. I love this because it turns out that this will be, like, Rebel Moon will be uh, ringing in between Ray Fisher and, you know, Zack Snyder, so that's the Justice League ringing in, but also Jenna Malone, for, you know, from Sucker Punch. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite movies. So there's, like, two reunions going on. And then, um... Also, Charlie Hunnam. Oh my goodness. You know what? I don't think I'm going to survive this movie. Because when I saw that Charlie Hunnam was cast, I'm like, who? I got to calm down. I got to calm down. This this cast is amazing. And oh my. Oh, I'm, okay. I actually, I'm talking about this and I don't even have the casting list in front of me. I am so stupid. But Donna Bay, you know, if you are a Sensei fan as well, that's where I know her from. I know she's also in something right now. I think it's on something on Netflix. Uh, is it The Silent Sea? I think I did want to watch that, but I did not have time yet. Is that what she's in? See, I have to stop talking when I don't have information. Okay, it is Silent Sea. I, I searched it really quickly. But, oh my goodness, if you are a Sensate fan, like I said, that's where I know her from. Then you also get that synergy happening. Okay, I'm so sorry for not having the casting list in front of me. But those are the things I remembered off the top of my head. But I just really want to talk about Ray Fisher being cast. And so he... Oh my goodness, I'm just so happy. I mean, I, I mean, I know a lot of us were campaigning for him to reunite with Zack Snyder. When we heard that he, Zack Snyder, was making Rebel Moon, like, a lot of us were just tweeting out, Ray Fisher, Ray Fisher, <laughs> Ray Fisher. But to actually get the confirmation that it's for real happening is just so awesome. I cannot wait. Oh my goodness. I just, I can't wait for this movie in general because it's going to be this epic sci-fi saga. This is just part one. Um, I think they're filming part one and part two back to back. I think that's been confirmed. Um, and I just can't wait to see Zack Snyder with this. Like, I just, oh man, I can't wait. Rebel Moon just sounds so amazing. And all we have is a cast list and some cast of art. And I'm just already so excited. I don't know how my heart is going to handle it when we get a trailer. <laughs> like, I have no idea. Now, to the last segment. And will probably be the longest because there's actually a lot of questions. And I have long answers. <laughs> It's the q and I'm, Man, I'm sorry to everyone who submitted questions like two months ago. <laughs> but at least I got to it now. <laughs> oh my gosh, it took so long. But okay, yeah. Now for the Q&A, and again, this is covering, I asked you guys, um, well, the main topic is 
who I am and how I got into DC. And if you are, if you submitted these questions so long ago and are listening now, I thank you so much. But first, Meg, <laughs> I want to answer your question first because um, you asked me what got you into comics and content uh, content creating. And I thought that was really interesting because and it co- kind of covers um, everything else, like other questions I'm going to go into as well. So I thought this is a great question to start. So comics and content creating is interesting because it was really, well, with comics, it was really Spider-Man and X-Men that got me into comics. And I would, <laughs> I would check out comics from the library. And it's very funny because I'm such a big DC girl, like, as you can tell, you know, DC and T, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, but, <laughs> but my first real dip into comics was actually through Marvel. Um, and again, you know, I still enjoy Marvel. Like, I still love Spider-Man. I still love X-Men. Oh my goodness. Like, childhood. But, so don't be mistaken about that. But that's what got me into comics, honestly. Um, and what content creating, in a way, in general, is it's, it's kind of weird because I always knew that I want to do something with content creating in general. And I remember in college, my academic advisor <laughs> would always ask me if I wanted to start a podcast because sometimes we would just be talking about what I want to do in the future. But th- I think at that time, I didn't want to because I didn't like my voice for some reason. <laughs> and I couldn't really find that golden reason to do a podcast. I didn't want to do like I didn't want to do it just to do it, you know. But, you know, I started writing reviews and, you know, I love to write, but sometimes I really want to have that video component or, you know, a speaking component, you know, talking like this. Um, and I think I was just always so nervous to take that final step into really doing videos and, you know, putting my face out there. But finally, after college, I just told myself, like, <laughs> I have to stop being scared. I have to stop being nervous. I'll just, you know, do this slowly but surely. You know, I'll find my people who will listen to me, who will follow me, who will geek out with me. And, you know, I did. And that's kind of awesome. So that's how, how I kind of got into content creating. I started with videos first. And well, actually, I kind of more started on Instagram. Well, well, it depends because Instagram, I didn't really do videos that much. But Instagram, I started doing the reviews I mentioned, like with the writing. And then I did videos. And now I have the podcast. So, you know, that's kind of how it kind of went. Um, but that's like over a year or two of really, you know, writing, finally doing videos, now doing this podcast <laughs> just recently. So it's been a long, long process. So next. Um, Brian, submitted a few questions. Um, one, two, three, four. So first question of the four is, do you have any siblings? Yes, I have an older brother. He, um, he, uh, I was about to say, like, sometimes he, he would, did help with the content creation side of things, um, like with videos. He's a photographer and also a videographer. So sometimes, you know, he helps me with my cosplays. Like if you see my recent Catwoman cosplay, um, I kind of told him my vision of what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to have, you know, that red lighting and everything. So he got that together for me. He's a great photographer. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my older brother. And what's your favorite, second question, what's your favorite non-superhero movie? I, I, man, I can't choose one. I think I listed like six here or seven. I don't know. But so some of my favorite movies in general would be City of God, Dune, Goodfellas, Train to Busan, Battle Royale, Black Swan, and Your Name. 
I think, how many movies is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So those are like my top seven non-superhero movies. I just, it's just so hard to choose one definitive favorite movie. Like even, even in the superhero verse, it's very hard to choose one favorite definitive movie. It's, oh man, it's so hard. They're all so close together. I have so many things I love. But, and your third question, if you had to pick only one comic to read forever, which would it be? And I just, I cannot choose. <laughs> I can't choose this. I read so much stuff. There's no way I can just read one comic. I just love so much, like so many things because, right, like currently I'm reading, you know, Detective Comics, I read Eternals, Moon Knight, so great, Nightwing, Dark Knights of Steel, Superman, Son of Kal-El. Like I was reading Wonder Girl for a while, man. But I just, I have so much stuff I read. I just could, I can never choose one thing. <laughs> I can never choose one thing. That's my problem. But there's so much, so many great things out there. Oh, man. But number four, thoughts on Lois Lane. And man, I love Lois Lane so, so, so much. And I think I relate to her a lot, which is funny because it wasn't really until out of everything I've watched and everything I consumed, it really wasn't until I, wa I watched Smallville that really made me realize how similar to Lois Lane I am. Um, and I just really love um, Lois Lane. I love her overall attitude. Like she's so intelligent and compassionate and very confident while still having her personal insecurities. You know, she's not invincible. And honestly, I don't think any like live action Lois Lane has like missed like in terms of the portrayal, like chef's kiss to all of them. Like I just love Lois. I love Lois so much. <laughs> and um, next I have one question. Yes, yes. One question? Yes. <laughs> Looking at my notes again. But I have one question from Ryan. And the question is, what is the first DC project you took interest in and has it been one of your favorites ever since? So one of the first DC projects that I watched, because I, and well, I kind of answered this in another question as well, but it's okay. Um, it was actually the animated series Just League Unlimited and it has been one of my favorites. I just, man, Just League, well, they have the Justice League show and then Justice League Unlimited, but I really feel that Unlimited is the one that, um, actually, did I watch that first? I feel like I watch these things out of order. <laughs> but I think that's the one that I really fell in love with so much. That's what really made me love the Justice League and all these different characters. And so, it, and it, like, um, to answer your question, yes, it has been one of my favorites ever since. I, I will still watch episodes. Um... And let me see here, another question, one question from Isaac, hello. <laughs> what was the piece of media that made you a lifelong fan of Batman? Oh man, so I think for this question, a lot of people will say Batman the Animated Series, and I do love Batman the Animated Series, like come on. But for me, I really do think it was Justice League Unlimited. <laughs> I think this is the question where I kind of answer it again, because um, I think I watched, this, I watched everything out of order. <laughs> So, um, but you know, um, I'm like a late 90s baby, so of course, like, for Batman anime series, I would have to go back and watch it anyway, but I think I just watched Unlimited first, and then I went back and watched Batman the anime series, um, and to be honest, that's what really got me interested in all, like, all the different Justice League characters, not just Batman, but for both, I did want to mention, for both Marvel and DC, 
I watched so many anime series at first before really dipping my hands into different comics, like in all these like different worlds you can explore and just, oh my gosh, I just, I love Justice League Unlimited so much. Like I said before, I will still rewatch some episodes today, but yeah, when it comes to um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of my first intros to a lot of things, like were through animated series like for marvel i you know i got into spider-man x-men comics through like going to my library also my brother but then again like i was watching things like x-men evolution and then with dc it was like batman animated series at that time just like justice league unlimited then i think i went back and watched justice league <laughs> i don't know why i watched that out of order don't ask me questions but yeah it was really animated series i kind of got my love with DC. Okay, so um, last few questions comes from Chase. And Chase, I always love how you submit so many questions. You always submit really good ones. So um, your first question, well, the first one I saw, is what um, what is your favorite and least favorite piece of media for your favorite DC character and our characters? So I was, you know, writing my notes for some of these questions beforehand just so I could be prepared. I'm not just sitting here pondering, you know. <laughs> but I really have to limit this to the Trinity because I was listing out all these different characters. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be here all day if I list out every single character that I really love. So I'm going to keep this to Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, okay? <laughs> so I would say my favorite piece of media for... Um, Superman let's yeah let's start with Superman would be Man of Steel and Smallville and my least favorite piece of media for Superman um man actually did I write down my least favorite oh my goodness see I just said I was prepared but I was not prepared you know what I guess I have to go with the obvious answer of Joss Lee because I did not prepare oh my goodness I'm I'm ashamed I'm I'm, I'm ashamed with E uh favorite and least favorite so Batman I would say okay I know you said favorite and least favorite, but I feel like I have a couple answers answers for each one. So with Batman, I would say BVS and the Dark Knight are my favorites. You know, hopefully the Batman can be added to this group. Who knows? Um, and then with Wonder Woman, I would say my favorite is a tie between, oh gosh, I really love Wonder Woman and Unlimited, you know, Justice League Unlimited, and I really love her live action uh, 2017 movie. So those would be my favorites. My least favorite, <laughs> well, you kind of already know from Wonder Woman would be um, 1984, um, this, her sequel to her amazing movie. Um, that would kind of be my least favorite piece of media for her just because not just, man, I don't like that movie, but I just also don't like how that movie just made her such a joke. I'm so sorry, but that's, there's no other way to say it. Like there's no other way. And what is my least favorite piece of media for Batman? Well, actually for Batman, I can kind of say Titans because I don't like the way Batman is portrayed on um, Titans with, um, what's his face? You know, from Game of Thrones. I actually forgot the name of the actor. I'm so sorry. But I don't really like his portrayal. I really like the writing. Like, um, there was this one scene between him and um, Red Hood that really touched my heart, man. The writing was so good. But I just really don't like him as Batman. So I would, I guess I would say that Titans is my least favorite piece of media for Batman. I don't like what they're doing there. Um, so I think, I hope that answered your question. I feel like I rambled so much. <laughs> now, next question from Chase. 
What's a dream project for DC that you want? It could be any format, movie, animated, comic, audio, etc. So, <clears throat> other than continuing Zack Snyder's vision for Justice League 2 and 3, with my favorite characters being betrayed as the epic, mythological heroes that they're always meant to be, I just feel like that's the obvious answer. So I think my dream right now would definitely be something with Wonder Woman having a live action TV series um, or even an animated TV series, but I think live action, I, I think live action because I just, um, even though, oh my goodness, I love that she's gonna finally get her own game. I'm so excited even though that's probably so far off, but I just really think that Wonder Woman and the Mascara should be just as established as like Batman and Gotham and Superman, Superman and Metropolis. So I just really want her universe uh, explored more in live action. So if we could even get like um, a TV show with the Amazons and the Mascara, like something like that, especially in live action, I would have stopped animated. Um, but I really want like a live action show and like more animated movies for Wonder Woman, like for Diana. That's like, that's my dream. I I just really feel like she needs so much more in this whole universe, you know? I did wanna save this other question for last cause it's kind of long, <laughs> my answer. So you asked Chase, what event or series of events shaped you? Basically, what is your origin story? And man, honestly, so many things. Cause, so I grew up in Southern Georgia with my mother. Well, at first, you know, my mom and dad, but they got divorced when I was about a kid. So I grew up mostly, um, was I like 10? I was like 10, I think. So I grew up with my single mother in Southern Georgia. And, um, and it's like where I grew up is like Southwestern Georgia. So it's right on the edge of Alabama. So it's very, very, very South. I don't know if people, if you can hear from my voice I'm from the South or, or maybe with some things, um, like some inflections in my words. Um, Cause sometimes people tell me I have an accent. Other times people tell me I do not. They just tell me I talk fast, <laughs> which I'm gonna try to uh, be better with, <laughs> with this podcast. But yeah, so that's where I grew up. And honestly, it's a lot. It's, a, it's like a lot to tell your own origin story. I feel that um, I feel like a big event that really shaped me was back in high school where I kind of really had toxic friends that I did not realize were toxic at that time or like it's one of those things where you just can't escape your friend group because you've been friends with them for so long <laughs> but um, it was very very just so it was man I don't know what's what's a good word um, I re the reason I say these friendships were toxic toxic for me is because growing up I kind of knew I didn't really want that traditional life that a lot of people around me wanted like in southern Georgia like I know I don't want kids and at that time I wasn't even sure if I ever wanted to get married and I really really thought for some reason I guess because it's really odd because my mother never pressured me any like in any way into like this whole thought process especially with marriage but I guess just growing up in this environment made me think that and so I remember there was one time where I was like 16 year <laughs> 16 years old and I just broke down crying to my mother like man I don't know if I want to get married I don't know if I ever want to get married like this <laughs> I'm telling my mother and I'm like sitting on my bed crying like sobbing she's just like standing over me like staring at me and she's like Destiny why would you think I would have expect you to get married like if you don't want to get married if you don't want to have kids that's completely fine I'm like really 
I was so shocked. Like, it was like this big secret I kept from her. And it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't even a big deal. But the reason I felt like that was because I was surrounded by these friends who I told, like, oh, I don't think I want to have kids in the future. I probably don't want to have kids. Like, I don't like them. Like, I don't want to be pregnant. I don't want to adopt. And I don't want to have the responsibility. Like, that's, I think that's what I said. And... It just created this whole rift between me and my friend group because um, one of my other friends, like, she really wanted to have kids and it was really ridiculous. <laughs> it was really ridiculous because she just approached, like, how I answered that question with such, like, disdain. And I feel like I was very understanding of the way she thought because she came from a family that was, you know, still together. She had, like, a, she was the older sibling. I'm the young sibling, by the way. My brother is, ten, like almost 10 years older than me, nine, I don't know, like, you know, a big age gap, but I'm the youngest of my family, but, so I feel like I tried so hard to see from her situation, like, oh yeah, you're the older sibling, you have a normal family, who's still together, <laughs> of course you're gonna think this way, and of course you, and, of course, and even, like, you grew up in southern Georgia, and, and this is where you've been this whole time, your family's from here too, my family is not from here, like, my mother's from Philadelphia, so, because of that, I feel like I was so understanding of how she thought and like why she would want kids, but that same respect was not given to me. And it was so ridiculous because I'm like, we're 16, 17 arguing about if you want to have kids. Like, why can't you just respect that I don't want to have kids? Like, and it, it's just so, it's just so weird because if, even if I do change my mind in the future, like, why are you telling me this now? I'm 17. <laughs> Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, there'll probably be some people listening to this podcast like, what are you talking about? This is, like, actually a thing. I'm so serious. I'm so serious. And it wasn't even from adults. It was from my weird friends at that time. It was so odd. With the kids thing, I don't want to rant about that for too long because sometimes that still frustrates me because I encounter people like that still. But at the same time, this situation kind of caused a rift between, like, me and my friend group. It was, like, me and, like, five other people. And I don't know, they just really assigned this kind of, um, what's the word? They really assigned this idea of who destiny was. And I really wasn't even that person. Like they called me a control freak all the time because I like to plan like our um, movie outings or whatever, but no one else would wanna plan. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll plan it. I'll plan our sleepovers, I'll plan this. I would ask for like, okay, who wants to bring what? Who wants to do this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, Destiny Planet. But I'm like, okay. <laughs> I feel like this is why now I'm like, I don't like playing things with people. <laughs> like if I'm going to the movies, I'm going to the movies. Are you coming with? I'm not asking. Just, just show up. <laughs> because that really got me like, it's really strange that they just signed, like they really assigned this idea of who I was. Like, oh, I'm a control freak. Oh, I don't, I'm. I, I was a toxic one, even though I don't even really know what I did to be assigned that personality. And it really kind of fell, like, we kind of fell out at the end of senior year because we had, like, dress rehearsal. Well, was it dress rehearsal? Not a dress rehearsal, but some kind of rehearsal for our graduation. And because of that, we had, like, a half day at school. So we wanted to go um, ice skating. Well, uh, oh, shit, I was about to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> but the girl who was the main antagonist to me about the whole kids thing I should call her something I'll call her Summer so Summer wanted to go ice skating because she really loved ice skating we went ice skating for her birthday um and so we showed up to the ice skating rink 
and but I thought that it was open that day but it actually wasn't open it was like office hours open not like ice skating open so the area that the area that we were in um and the time that it was I was thinking oh we can go to this one place that's like kind of a um overall like a not just an arcade but it has like an arcade it had like rollerblading it had laser tag like all like everything like it used to be just rollerblading but um they upgraded they got laser tag mini golf like it was like a big uh thing it's not like like dave and busters i guess i guess dave and busters i don't really go to dave and busters but that's what it was but i knew at that time summer like two weeks ago you know two weeks before this said like oh no i don't want to do rollerblading no we can't do rollerblading we're not doing that um so i got so mad <laughs> i got so mad because we showed up to the ice skating place it's closed and we're 10 minutes away from a bunch of shit we can do and i look at summer she looks at me <laughs> i don't even say anything and she's like i don't want to do rollerblading we're not going rollerblading i'm like where the fuck do you want to go then? <laughs> because there's nowhere else to go like the place we live is not like a big city like Atlanta I'm not talking about Atlanta that's not where I'm from it's this small city on the like the edge of Georgia so there's nowhere else to go and it's just crazy because there's it's not just rollerblading <laughs> it wasn't just rollerblading there's a bunch of things to do and I got so angry because I didn't even get to say a word and I also got angry because Apparently, I'm the control freak, but you're the only person who doesn't want to go rollerblading. We had the whole falling out because I really just realized, like, why are you assigning me this whole personality when you are the one doing everything that you're accusing me of? So, and it was just, these are just, like, the big events, but there were just so many small, like, kind of microaggressions over, like, junior and senior year that I just fell out with them. And after graduation, I just did not talk to them anymore. So the reason I mention my toxic friendships as of course with my origin story is that this is when I really just started not caring what people really thought of me at all. Like I'm like, I'm just gonna be myself. I'm not gonna, you know, cause I think at that time I would try to like, I, what's the word? I would try to be chameleon for people and try to like assess as people and observe people and change how I was when I was around them. Like, okay, if I'm with this person, I talk to them this way and this how I am. I'm, with this person and it's a different thing or you know um even with my friend group i would do that in a way where it's like hey i can only talk to this girl about this thing i can't talk about this girl about this thing i'm like i can't do this <laughs> i can't keep up it's causing too much turmoil um so that's when i really just really like asserted myself more because i was just so introverted before i wasn't necessarily shy i guess i didn't have a shy um stage but that was really back in middle school but at the same time, I was more introverted. So I am introverted now, but I'm never scared of asserting myself and being myself. And then if you are a person who doesn't like me because of my personality, like I just don't care and I don't have time because I don't, I'm not going to change. I'm not. <laughs> so that's kind of my origin story of um, my personality and like how I came to be. <laughs> with like who I am and I guess in a way I kind of apply that to my online personality I'm honest about most things I talk about like when well honestly anything I talk about it <laughs> but um I just try to you know not be not fake but you know when I'm talking to you I'm not going to be be playing on a front or being um not my honest self like if you watch my videos like that's how i talk that's how i am 
So I kind of already explained my origin story in relation to content creation with the earlier question, but there is something else that is really important to me that I usually don't talk about that often. Um, like after this whole um, kind of year, well, two years or so of like having toxic people around me who were really not my friends, I realized, because they're only really my friends and like no way of me supporting anything they do. <laughs> I was so like mad for a whole year freshman year I really was a college I was very like defensive about everything and it took me a long time to get out of that mindset of like oh this person's gonna be just like summer was you know back in high school you know so that first year freshman college like I was really not my best self uh and then after that college I did uh meet you know one of my best friends in college who actually you know is a great friend I'm still friends with her today <laughs> um that we've been friends like six years six years yeah six I think um seven? Oh, I can't count but anywho after college um I don't want to talk about this because I like I said I don't usually talk about this anywhere because I just don't have like not the platform but it's not like re really related to anything <laughs> but um I think it was around um right before the pandemic I really got into not just fitness but like my health because around that time I was taking like weekly dance classes I'm like hey I'm doing good I'm moving around I'm you know getting movement getting activity but I was really only doing that once a week and there were like um hour classes one hour classes um and I don't know there was just one day where I just looked at myself and I'm like I am just not happy with the way I look like I'm and it, it's just so sad when you realize that because it's not like, oh, someone told me, oh, you look ugly, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, man, maybe this is why I have this like bitter thing deep inside me was that I just did not like personally the way I looked and it led to so much unhappiness for a long time. Um, so and also I just it got me kind of on like a health thing as well, because I just realized like, I'm 22 and I just don't want to be told by a doctor that I can't do something when it was preventative. You know, I th you know what I mean? Like when I'm 35, I'm like, I could have made a change, but I'm just sitting on my ass doing nothing. Like, oh my gosh. Um, because, and again, and a lot of my family, like they have like health issues. So I just don't want to, I really don't want to reach that point in my own life, you know? Um, so for so long, and it was very gradual. Like it took me a long time how much I to realize how much I actually do like working out and I do like fitness. I like being healthy for myself, you know? Um, Cause at first I would just do like, you know, the workout videos on YouTube, especially during the, um, um, what was it? Um, the pan, well, when like the quarantine era where we were like, we're really closed down. So that's when I started working out more just with, with those videos. And then when the gyms opened back up again, I would go to the gym, but I would just do like cardio. I was very scared to use like the weights and then slowly start using like the machines, slowly start using like the free weights, um, like actually doing like real like exercises, not just going on the elliptical and, um, doing like the machines and then you can't do that if you just want to do you know low impact exercise i'm talking about myself i'm talking about what i needed to be doing you know and it was a very gradual journey um but the reason i want to talk about that is because it has like it is kind of a part of my origin story and like getting a lot of self-confidence like once i really started working out and i 
because for so long I told myself if I work out I'm not gonna see any difference I'm not gonna really feel that much better like blah blah I'll work out for a month and I used to do this where I would work out for a month and not see any change that I want to see and it's like oh I'm giving up like I always ever have like that body that this girl has or blah blah that I always see like that's not attainable like that's impossible they're just like that and I'm like they're not just like that it takes time you have to be consistent and it is hard work and it also is um for myself like what you eat um so it was like a whole <laughs> journey of like realizing what do I want to do in the gym what do I want to eat like what are my what are my personal goals like it's not again like like I said I did have body issues but at the same time it wasn't just about the way I looked like I felt so terrible and I never let myself feel terrible like I was in such denial like oh no I'm fine blah blah like I go to my dance classes once a week that's enough I'm moving but I still felt so bad and it took me so long to realize like I have to make a change I'm like constantly unhappy so um that's like a really big part of my life now like with my fitness like I'm really serious about how much I go to the gym and I also like go to like these spinning classes that are really good because they have like they're so great oh my gosh I'm gonna get into a whole rant about that but and you know I still go to dance um right now once a week and I'll probably go twice a week um so for my own life is not like for my fitness really led to a lot of my self-confidence especially in like the past year or so so I do count that as a part of my origin story because it really influences like how again like the way I act and the way I hold myself I like I see the difference <laughs> I mean I guess that's like my origin story in a way like those are kind of like the three well two like yeah two major events that kind of shaped me was my like experience with my experiences with my friends not friends in Georgia and then like being unhappy for a long time and kind of like getting into like fitness and health for myself because that really shaped me as well and like how I act today like again it led to like a lot of my self-confidence that I have right now so I'm really grateful for it um so I guess that's my origin story honestly if I really did a whole origin story maybe I should make that a video because <laughs> that would be so much longer like telling every asset of my life <laughs> But I did want to end on this awesome question that Chase asked, your last question. And it is DC related because you asked, so what are some DC quotes that give you strength or motivation? Um, so my first quotes, I always, <laughs> this is the, such an obvious one. And again, they're actually both from Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder movies, so obviously. Um, but the first one is from Man of Steel. It's from Jor-El. And everyone knows this quote if you love Man of Steel as much as I do. Um, this is over the scene where um, Clark is taking flight for the first time. kal is taking flight for the first time. And so Jor-El says, You will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun, kal -El. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. Ah, oh, I just love <laughs> I just love that quote so much like every time I hear it is it does give me motivation to just get back up especially if I'm watching the movie and I see um you know in that scene he's struggling to fly like he's flying for the first time I'm like ah, oh I love it so much <laughs> but I think my big big quote again from another Zack Snyder movie like that like really gets me motivation like it really makes me feel so great is actually from the end of um Zack Snyder's Justice League and it's um, from the Silas Stone voiceover where, um, you know, Victor listens to the, um, uh, 
this called the, the tape the recording oh this quote is so good so good i have to read it for you let me gather myself <laughs> so silas says at the end of the movie um the world is hurt broken unexchangeable the world's not fixed in the past only the future the not yet the now the now is you now now is your time victor to rise do this be this the man i never was the hero that you are take your place among the brave ones the ones that were that are that have yet to be it's time you stand fight discover heal love win the time is now i love that quote so much and i always like tear up when i think of silas though because like <laughs> man i always get so sad but i just love that quote and like i will just never forget i will never cyborg oh my god he just warms my heart like even the scene where he when he takes flight for the first time and the smile on his face and then when he takes flight um during this quote um when silas is staying saying take your place among the brave ones and he has taken his place among the brave ones like oh. I just love it. I love it so much. It's one of my favorite quotes and it always gives me strength. It always gives me motivation. Like I like whenever I'm having a bad day, whenever I have like a you know, a sick day or something, I I watch Man of Steel and Zack Snyder's Justice, not just because I love them for the you know the awesome heroes and the awesome action or you know the VFX. Like I'm watching them because they really do motivate me a lot. Like they really warm my heart. And that's why I just love these movies. Like, oh my gosh. Like they're so awesome <laughs> so great so that's how i want to end the podcast like thank you guys for listening thank you guys for <laughs> returning to this podcast that's been gone a while again i'm so sorry about that but um again remember this podcast will be bi-weekly bi for now and again it'll just be audio so it'll be on anchor spotify no accompanying video with it on youtube but i will be uploading soon to my youtube channel now that i got on my life all together all sorted out but again, thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you later.